guest i say special very very highlighted it's dean rickard what are you doing dean great to be here alex uh right now i'm taking a poop i'm not gonna lie i'm not surprised mm-hmm. <laughs> i um all right well here is uh, the agenda for today we have uh we need to talk about the wedding about mm-hmm. your perspective of i think you heard about our perspective of the wedding yeah, we also, great, by the way, was that? It was great analysis. I don't know if I told you, but I played it for Liz and her mom on our way home from LAX, and all three of us in the car were dying laughing. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, kudos to you and and Justin. Yeah, I think Justin and I were on the same wavelength for a lot of the things, but we definitely want to get to some of that. We also have your power rankings. To yep. 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 And. Maybe we'll do a couple of uh, who's for real and who's not for real. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the wedding. I think that's what everybody wants to know about first. Give me something that you weren't expecting that happened. Give me something that you were expecting that did happen. Uh A random thing that nobody else knows about. Uh, All right. Well, let's start with the random thing. I think I might have told a couple people, but... The, the most well-known story going around right now is me getting locked in the bathroom. That's 100% accurate. Uh, went to the toilet, had a nervous poop in me, had to get it out real quick. And uh, I told her brother, I was like, hey, man, you got a stall, you know, because I, I got to go. So when I, bathroom, you were in the stall. <laughs> when I went to the bathroom, I'm in there and I'm hurrying up. I'm doing paperwork pretty much like I am now. And surprisingly, I clutched up and I was out of there within like five minutes. Like one, one solid song and intermission and I was out. And I'm pulling on the door and the door's not going anywhere. And I'm pulling and then I'm like, dude, like am I locked in right now? Am I trapped? And sure enough, I was. So I'm banging on the, on the walls. I'm banging on the door trying to get out and no one can hear me. So then I started screaming for Liz. I started screaming for my mom. And luckily, Liz had to pee really bad, too. So she was in the women's restroom next to me. And she heard me. And Liz came running in. And they got me out of the bathroom. And then eventually, I was able to zip up, pull up, put on the suit jacket, and boom, off to the reception we went. So that's one classic story. One, another story that... Well, uh, let me... Huh? I just want to talk about that really quick yeah. before you go on. Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot of signs that people look at the day of their wedding that says, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but that is about the most obvious sign that you guys are probably right for each other when you were pooping and she can hear you in the other stall and saved you. That sounds just about right. One would say it was our true calling. Yeah, it's artistic, really. Well, it's crazy, too, is that if no one could hear me, and, you know, because everyone is expecting us to come out. So nobody was really in the bathroom at the time. 
So, like, I was legitimately trapped. The only way that I was going to be able to get out is that I was going to have to crawl under the stall into the next stall, open that stall, and then hop out the door. But I'm wearing my suit and everything. I don't want to get all full of, like, bathroom dirt. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and this was at the reception. Right? at the reception. At the wedding, um, I get there with, uh, with Justin and Coop and Javi. And we get there about a half hour early. And, you know, about that time, I'm feeling kind of nervous or whatever. So I have to pee. So I go pee. And little do I know that my zipper is down pretty much the entire time. So as I'm walking down the aisle um, and I'm standing there in front of everybody, my zipper is down. And I don't notice this until I take a knee in front of the priest. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, my fly's down. And I waited for the exact precise moment to where Father Tim got the attention of everybody. And luckily for us, when we were on our knees, our backs were, were two, or you know, our backs were two everybody. So we're looking at Father Tim. He's talking to them. So he has their full attention. So while we're going through a prayer, I gradually take my right hand down to the bottom of my crotch, grab the little zipper, and nobody is the wiser. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. That's a um, was it me or was the priest calling her Elizabeth? It wasn't Elizabeth. He was throwing an A in the middle of her name. So her name is Lizbeth. But he was saying Lizabeth without the E okay. but with an A in the middle. I, I, know, I bring this up because I noticed when you gave the vows, you know, mm -hmm. you repeat after uh, the priest. He says, I take thee, Elizabeth. And you're like, I take thee, Lizbeth. Yeah. You said it like really loud. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want to show up the priest, but I also want to let him know, hey, 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 hey. Like, you're throwing an A in there, an extra a, or a, a consonant. We don't need that. Yeah. And uh, he took the hint because he fixed it after that. So it was a, it was a successful, yeah, subtle yeah. adjustment. But I noticed it because you definitely pronounced <laughs> your name that very loud. Hey, it was great. But also, too, what was funny is that they told us beforehand that they were going to be really strict about certain time frames. So, you know, they do the, the, the ceremony from 2.30 to 3.30, and then you have 15 minutes for photos. Well, we didn't realize how strict they were going to be. So the guy who was playing the organ, um, we're there taking photos. And it's, you know, at that time, it's 345. And he's playing music. And we just like, oh, you know, this is nice. He's playing music. Cool. And I look back, and the woman who's in charge of everything is, like, saying that we have to leave. So the entire time the guy is playing music, he's not playing it to, like, soothe our souls. He's playing us to play us out. Like, he's trying to get us out of the, the, the church, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Fair enough. That's like when you're on the Academy Awards and they're trying to yeah, take you off the stage. Yeah, speech is too long, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to defend your uh, the alcohol, the lies that were spewed by you two, where we were promised complimentary drinks uh, okay, and we did not perfect. receive complimentary drinks. Perfect. So, okay, there's a lot of things that the venue got. And there's a lot of things that, you know, I talked to Justin about, and we may or may not be taking them to small co uh, claims court. We may or may not be pursuing <laughs> legal action. But as far as the alcohol goes, so when we first said that we were going to buy everybody a drink, this was like um, six months ago when we were finalizing all the details and stuff. And uh, we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we don't have enough money between the both of us to have an open bar, but what we'll do is we'll just buy everybody a drink during cocktail hour. Yeah, classic, a nice classy move. Right. So we were told um, that uh, each drink was going to be 
around $3 for beer and about $4 for wine. So the, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So at the time, um, we had about 175 people on our guest list, uh, give or take. Mm-hmm. So we were doing the math. And we're like, okay, you know, that's, that's, that's doable. We can probably pull that off. Um, so one thing led to another. And all of a sudden, the guest list tr- started to creep up to 190. And at one point, we yep. had it at like 205. Uh, and we're like, okay, well, things are getting kind of expensive. And then the, the guest list gradually started to creep down. So a week before the wedding, I think we finalized the guest list again at around 178 or something. <clears throat> so then the final week of the wedding, when we go um, to basically sign all the paperwork, pay our last payment, all that stuff, we're told that the quote that they quoted us on about the drinks being 3 to $4 was completely bogus and that it was 7 to $8. And now we're at a guest yep. list of 178 and Liz and I were like, we just can't afford that. You know, that's an extra like three, 400 bucks that we don't have. Plus they took a $500 deposit. Plus we had to pay our last payment. So then, so then what we were going to do was we were just going to not bring it up and hopefully people <laughs> wouldn't realize. And uh, <laughs> it turns out that, that more people realized than we thought. But again, we didn't really say anything of it, you know, because people aren't going to call us out on at our, our own wedding. So we just ran. No, just us, just your friends yeah. here are going to really call yeah. you out. Yeah. yeah. So we just ran with it. Although um, Liz and I felt a little bad. So we brought uh, Justin uh, a big, tall. Uh, uh... Are we back? We are back. So uh, Dean was a little embarrassed. I think he uh, he hung up on us there. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't get embarrassed. That's not true. <laughs> no, you don't get embarrassed. That is true. Um, okay. Well, we do need to get to some fantasy stuff. It's been uh, a blast actually talking to you about this. But give me one <laughs> last thing that, like that surprise, th- something that maybe, you know, maybe somebody told you to look out for, but you didn't really take it seriously. And then it happened. Some sort of surprise, something you weren't expecting about, you know, the wedding in general. Well, I'm not an emotional guy and I'm not really a boo-hooer. Um, and people kept telling me, oh, you know, don't worry, you'll get emotional and stuff. Like that. I was like, nah, nah. I'm clutch. I don't get emotional. Totally even keel. And uh, nope. The thing that surprised me the most was um, when I danced with my mom, all of a sudden it was Niagara Falls. And I just couldn't control it. I didn't know what was happening. And I just went with it. And um, there's a moment that I'll never forget. I love my mom. She's the best. And that was kind of like just, I guess, me having all, all of this emotion bottled up. And just letting it go, and um, just was kind of weird that 170 people were there watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, it was really cool, and uh, that's something that I didn't think was going to happen, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, everything leading up to it is stressful, and uh, ang- you're anxious and uh, nervous, and everything, and then it kind of just once it starts going, those nerves fade away, and it it definitely can transfer to that emotion but that, i mean all the girls in the audience were very they were all and sarah was doing that and very you know we all thought you were a pussy but you know yeah. half the audience was very very much into that so there well, you, know. you can't please everyone but if you please <laughs> half you did a good job yeah no it was fun time um, but we let's get to fantasy sports because you know we can only relive your wedding so many times on this episode it's not the <laughs> yeah, this podcast wasn't made to, to glorify your wedding by any stretch maybe that should be your next podcast just uh wedding reviews <laughs> we still have a few more people that need to get married in this group yeah well there's a couple that probably will never get married so that's true we will not say names mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but let's go over your power rankings. Um, first of all, how much time did you spend on these? On the oh, um, all of all of uh, fifth period. Yeah, fifth period. Because uh, they're very, very close to just the regular standings. Mm-hmm. I think you made like two slight adjustments on that. Yeah, but dude, but it's only been it's it only been a... three games. Sure, but you can still look at their rosters and see and make some bold statements, you know. Yeah, but that's that's like just being contrarian just to be that way. That's like ESPN nonsense. I'm I stick to my guns. Facts don't care about your feelings, Alex, and that's what I went with. Yeah, but some of the facts you're ignoring, like uh, I mean, I hate Justin, um, mm-hmm. but he's he's his team is second in points scored. He's not the ninth ranked team. Oh uh, yes, he is. And you want to know why? Because you can be first in points scored, and if you don't win a game, you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, but that still doesn't mean that he's the ninth worst team. I think he's better than most of the other teams in this league. No, and and you're probably right. But but it, but why do we need your power rankings, Dean? If they're just going to be, I just look at the standings. Because would you say that Jason Noah being two and one is better than Javi being one one and one? Like if those two teams were to play, who? I think what I think Jason Noah should be below Justin. I would rather have Justin's team and his position right now. Yeah, but you can't because wins trump everything else. It- that standings though, we don't need you. I'll just look at the standings. You need to you need to give me predictions too in the future where these teams are going to end up. You think Justin's going to be ninth place at the end of the year? I don't know. Maybe. How? No, that's what I need you to – I need you to say that. Okay, this okay. Is... Justin will never win a game for the rest of the season because <laughs> he's garbage and a terrible human being. How's that? Okay, see, I can handle that now because I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I tried to make a trade with him today. The guy's he's in his own little world with fantasy sports. He doesn't know what's going no, on. No, no, no. He, he's, he's what we like to call an idiot. <laughs> he likes to call Charles an idiot too. So does that make oh, Charles smart? Hey, then? you know what? No, 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 no. Charles, I like to tell people about Charles. Like my parents would be like, "Hey, how's how's Charlie doing?" I'm like, "Mom, Dad, let me tell you. He's the smartest person I know, and the biggest idiot I know. And it's it's <laughs> it's amazing how like you can be that intelligent. He's a he's like a biochemist, like solving the world's problems. When it comes to something so simple as fantasy football, he's the biggest moron of them all." <laughs> all right well let's hey let's start with the bottom because that has the two teams so you have your bottom three as charles justin and uh jason martinez so yeah. jason what does jason do for his team because i agree with you right now if i had to pick one team to not be that's kind of how i'm gonna take a look at these power rankings like if i could trade teams with somebody he team that I would trade with really no fault of his own. Although he probably yeah. should have made some moves earlier. Uh, I've tried to trade with Jason and uh, Me he, too. Won't take anything. he does not. I mean, he had a fair, like he, he's been better this year, I think than in the past, but it's still impossible. Yeah. He had the audacity to tell me, he's like, Oh, your guys aren't good enough. I don't even know who I would take from your team. I was like, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Seller dweller. Yeah. So we're looking. Let's look at his team for those of you that don't have Jason Martinez's team memorized. He's got Matt Ryan at quarterback. You know, I actually like Matt Ryan going forward. The next couple of weeks, his schedule is really, really light. He has Stephon Diggs, who I also like quite a bit. But then we're getting into Demarius Thomas, Calvin Ridley, um, Latavius Murray, Dalvin Cookie, starting both Minnesota running backs this week against the Los Angeles Rams at LA. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Graham as his tight end and Sammy Watkins as a, as a receiver. He does have Ingram in the bench. Fitzpatrick, who he's 
not starting this week. And then Peyton Barber with, of course, Le'Veon Bell on IR. But what does he do? Uh, he should just give up. Yeah, that's option one. <laughs> I, we're trashing a lot of people. I don't know if anybody's going to like this podcast. <laughs> you know who I can't trash, though? Ernesto. Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Okay. I, I'm, I'm kind of sick of him. Mm-hmm. Everybody loving him so much. So I'm going to save him for the end. But, I mean, our trade, he wanted Matt Breda from me, which I was reluctant to trade. Um, but, I, I mean, you can't start both Minnesota running backs. This, this doesn't work. You got to get rid of Lev Bell somehow, right? I think you got to trade Bell. Well, not if the actual Pittsburgh Steelers trade him. Then all of a sudden he becomes an asset. Are they going to trade him, though? Sorry, I'm doing mouthwash. Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. Like, okay, I, I've heard think the Jets are involved in stuff like that, but if you're him, unless they're going to, like, do trade, I don't know, what would they trade for him? Two, exactly, put two yourself three. in another team. Yeah, I don't know. Who's going to give up anything for Bell? And second, did you know that they can't negotiate a deal until the offseason? So they can't even give him a new deal when they trade for him. So, first of all, why would Bell want that? Because if they play him and he busts his ACL, you think they're going to give him his big contract at the end of the year just because they said they would? No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And if you're a team, what, you're going to give a sixth-round pick for him? Like, that's it? <laughs> and, and and Pittsburgh wouldn't even take it. No, and Pittsburgh has no reason to take it. Yeah. Um, Connor's doing fine. Like it's bit, it's in everybody's best interest for Bell to just take off six more weeks. Hey, have you seen that back hairdo? Him? By the way, what's that? Have you seen Connor's hair? He's a weird. He's a weird dude, man. Dude, <laughs> like he's he's got the weirdest hair. I've, he's got like you know how like when you rock the mullet, it was business in the front and party in the back. Yeah, his entire head is like retard. He's like. Odell Beckham, if he didn't dye his hair, like oh Be- Beckham looks cool because he has the dye in it, but I don't think Connor can afford it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford that. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm Jason, honestly, I'm not just saying this to like try to get Le'Veon Bell because I don't even think I would try to trade for him. But I would, yeah. you know, he's a keeper. Whatever you keep, Dalvin Cook, that's fine, or Diggs even, yeah. and you just try to trade Bell. You probably tried to trade Bell to Justin, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. That gives him a reverse handcuff, I guess. Yeah, like, you get Connor, and then you get – because, I mean, Justin's thing today, he didn't want to trade me as running back because he doesn't know if Connor is going to be there all year. But if he gets Bell, you got a stud running back on the on the Steelers who look awesome for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, what would uh, – you know, you probably trade back to trade back Alex Collins, trade Alex Collins, uh, Marshall, or maybe um, Geo. No, not Geo. Probably maybe Tyree Kill and Alex Collins for Bell. Oh. Ooh, that's mm. that helps Jason a lot, and he he's he has Edelman coming back, so he can put Edelman in the receiver two spot. Nelson Jeffrey coming back too. Tyree Kill's boomer bust, but. He's been a lot of boom, though, especially with Mahomes. Yeah, he's been – well, not last week. Did you see him last week? I just, my bad. Ed, you hear that? My bad. I just tripped over some Sega Genesis games. Ooh, no, but last week, only uh, two catches for 51 yards for four points for Tyreek. Did he score, though? No. Hmm. Four points. Yeah. But but before he, that, 38 points, 15 points. 
don't know if um, people remember, though, but the Chiefs kind of did this last year, too, where they set the world on fire and were, like, started the, the, the year, I don't know, 4-5-0 or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they went through, like, a six-game stretch where they couldn't score and they couldn't win a game. So I wonder if the same thing is going to happen. It's the same coach, so it's possible, although it's a much different quarterback. <laughs> it is, uh, but that's another thing. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Justin probably needs to trade one of his quarterbacks too, don't you think? You don't need Watson and Mahomes. You got to well, I learned the hard go. way that uh, that quarterback value sucks. So he can try. Yeah, right? I, that's, he won't I get have, anything good. No, that's true. The only person who might want one of those two is me, but I don't like Deshaun. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to pay for Mahomes right now. So, mm-hmm. just give me Carson Wentz. Although Justin this week. Projected for 140 points. He's projected 140? 140 points, yeah. That's great. You know what that means? That means he'll score like 96. Well, this is why I disagree with your power rankings a little bit. Because if we look at the standings, he has 393 points. That's second in the league. And he's in last place. That's pretty crazy. Well, he's a a loser. (laughs) Well, let's talk about uh, Charles' team and the trade he just made. I want to... Get people get your honest opinion. I know people like to trash on Charles a lot, um, but you know Sony Michelle. He gets Sony Michelle, Marvin Jones, Adrian Peterson, Lashawn McCoy, and he gives up Gronkowski. What are your honest thoughts? Um, I think he stole everything from him. I think Gronk was his only viable asset on his team because how many guys can say? that whether it's a wide receiver, running back, tight end, whatever it is, that you have the best at that position. And he clearly, especially the tight end position, he has mm-hmm. clearly the best at a position where there's only like a handful of guys that are any good. And he had by far the best, and he gave it up for a bunch of scrubs. Mm-hmm. Well, again, the one thing I did want to mention today is the in, in our league, people have stars or they have trash but the reality is that there's a lot of players in between and he got a lot of players that are in between because sony michelle is now the starting running back without rex burkhead in new england that's not trash guys i'm sorry that's viable um marvin jones uh been playing almost every snap for detroit that's not trash mccoy if you come like these aren't really trash players but they're not stars but he doesn't. He needed to fill out his lineup. Although, to be fair, uh, he's starting uh, lineup this week consists of zero of the players he just traded for. Oh, so good. So he basically traded for a bench he's not going to use. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Adrian Peterson is on a buy, and I'm sure he would start this week. You know who else was on a buy? Lots of teams. Uh, Terrell Buckley. Who? Don't worry about it. Move on. Oh, I'm moving on. Okay. So you, you like the trade in my favor. It, it's, it's what I've actually been doing the last couple of years is trading the depth I have for a, a star. So that's, if you get a trade offer for me that you think is ridiculous, that's what I try to do because usually I can get it by one team that feels like they need depth, like hey, they're desperate for depth. Hey, can I ask you about that though? Don't you think that's a little risky this early in the year considering the fact that guys are still going to get hurt and guys still haven't had their bye week yet? If you're going to trade all your depth this early, Oh, yeah. It's extremely risky. That's why it's, it's a pretty fair trade, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Mm. That Gronk, uh, I, I did it because <laughs> I'm going to live and die by Josh Gordon. It's just the way that things are going to go in my life. And I believe in Josh Gordon as the number one receiver for New England with Tom Brady. And that means that Rob Gronkowski is going to get single coverage for the year. That's my, my process. And he could easily get hurt. 
and then I'm done. So what <laughs> if sure. um what if just by chance that the Patriots really aren't good this year and Josh Gordon but uh, never uh, I'm not gonna bet on that though. <laughs> I'm not gonna bet that the Patriots are bad ever until I see them be bad for a year. Okay, well I'm just saying, you know, Josh Gordon no, hey. he likes weed and alcohol and Gronk um, he's a malcontent right now, and they almost traded him to the Lions. So you're kind of playing with fire. Oh, absolutely! It's a risky, it's a risky move, but it's also a league winner. Should it work out, like if you give me Gronk, and he is who he we think he is, like Week One Gronk mm-hmm. for the rest of the year without giving up my stars, Antonio and McCaffrey. Would you? I, it's a chance. Would you say? Gonna hey, nobody's gonna look at. Okay, here's another reason why I actually didn't do this because. Um, I didn't do the trade because of what I'm about to say. It kind of was a reason after to make myself feel better. But nobody's beating Ernie right now. Nope. And you know one of the main reasons why. Yeah, because of a uh, kicker and a defense. <laughs> You're not wrong, but not what I was going to say is Travis Kelsey is this tight end, okay? Yep. So is how are you back. supposed to beat uh, Todd Gurley and James White, Derrick Henry? Yeah, he... So I'm going to match his running back, and now I'm going to match his tight end. It's the only way you're going to beat him. Okay, well, what if you don't actually play him? What if you get beat before him? That's true. I mean, again, I didn't do the trade because of, of that statement, but I'm just saying, like, who is the best team in the league? It's Ernie, and he has tra- he has a stud tight end, and that's what I want. You know what it sounds like it. to me? There's only two people with stud tight ends now. This sounds like... Because I don't uh, think Ertz is a stud. It sounds like you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you were so focused on the Patriots last year that you didn't see little Jacksonville come in and kick your ass. <laughs> hey, I'm in. Uh, actually, I, I moved up to sixth place today, so I'm viable in the playoffs. Yeah, it's all, you, all you have to do is get in. All you got to do is get in. And uh, you know what? <laughs> to be honest, those players I traded, um, I, I mean, I like Sony Michelle, but he, I, I don't think he's that talented. Well, he, he's just in a really good spot. He hasn't really done much of anything. Yeah. And he's been hurt. He's had – is it knee or hamstring problems with him? I forgot. Uh, he – what? He no, his knee. knee. I think he uh, he had the same injury as Baldwin. He had arthroscopic so yeah. surgery, didn't he? That's what it was. Yeah, so like to – a sprained MCL or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the – and also, you know, um, trading away McCoy, you know, I just don't believe in Buffalo. But I know that his, McCoy had some name value. Um, and Marvin Jones. Like, I like Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones. I, I like him so much. Yeah. yeah. You got to give up something. Day. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, anyway, I we need some trades, too. Like, nobody's trading in this league right now. Well, that's because everyone is the same. Like, if you look at – Everyone's record, if you look at everyone's point total, everyone basically is the equivalent to everyone else except for Ernie. We're all the same team. It's just a matter of if you're catching the guys on the right week with the right injuries, with the right buys, mm-hmm. is going to get you in the playoffs. Anything else, you're just kind of hoping that Ernie has a complete meltdown. It's the only way you're going to beat him. No, I, you're probably right. But then wouldn't that be an argument to try to separate yourself from everyone else too? Yeah. Like go make a trade that – will change your team. Like, don't sit on a guy that's going to sit on your bench for three weeks. Well, and you can look at it that way, but you can also look at it. If, if nine teams are the same and you can squeak in as the sixth seed, it's always better to, I would say, sit back, play things as, as it lies, 
and make the playoffs and hope a couple things fall your way as opposed to trying to beat one team as opposed uh, that's, that's, you know, totally dominant because you don't even know if you're going to play that team or not. Right. Well, it's not so much in my mind that you have to beat that one team, but if there's one good team and there's nine mediocre teams, you just need to, you need to be closer to the first team than you do the other teams. And then you can get to the championship game and anything can happen then, even if you play that guy or not. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you need that buy too. That buy is important. But at the same time, it's like make the playoffs first and worry about the championship mm-hmm. game later. Yeah, perhaps. But, you know, you're, I like what you're saying, though. These teams aren't separated by much, and that's the way it was last year. I think a lot of people are, are really paying more attention than we ever have before, this year and last year particularly. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that because I play in a lot of different leagues. I think most of us play in a lot of different leagues. This is by far the most intelligent, knowledgeable, competitive league that I think any of us play in because, like, at the analytics of the league and, and stuff like that, and him and his dad, they've consistently gotten better pretty much year after year. And I play with guys in other leagues, and they're morons. Um, it's like a league mm-hmm. full of Charles's. But <laughs> as far as our league goes, we're pretty smart. And I think, like, if you were to take us as a whole, as a league, Let's say we all ran a team. We'd probably win. So I got to give our league credit. We got some smart guys in our league. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it helps that everybody knows each other pretty well. And, you know, you can start to get tendencies and that sort of stuff. And there's more to it than just looking at who to pick up and who to start. You have to. You know, it starts with the draft. You know, who's going – you know, I remember the draft episode. You knew Justin was picking Hopkins, right? Yep. And so then you can start thinking deeper about some moves to make. Well, remember when I – and Fat and I gave us, like, like our, 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 uh, our league mock draft? It was like yeah. the first two rounds were, like, 90% accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So – yeah, I guess there isn't much to, to continue on with the power rankings. It, it is early in the year. Um, I was just going to give you a hard time because I want you to make some predictions to the end of the year. I would rather – I'd be more interested in a list that you felt would be how the season would end, you know? Maybe you can do that later on in week six or seven. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and foreshadow that. Uh, Justin won't win a game. Ernie will go undefeated. Everybody else will be 500. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, he did tie a game. Justin. Oh, you know what? That's right. Sorry. Then, then, Javi and Justin will both miss the playoffs because they're tied. That's a, a, all, the only league I've ever been in that is okay with having ties. I, I just don't get it. I got a bit, dude. It's kind of cool just for the rarity of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, has it, I mean, it, it hasn't happened a lot, I guess, right? There should be a it tie last year, though, at the very last. least. Right? We shouldn't have ties. It makes no. everything look ugly. It makes me uncomfortable. But think of it this way. The standings. We score anywhere, like, per week. Uh, like, Charles put up 67 uh, one week, and then Ernie put up, like, 181 or something like that, right? So, if you take 181 and 67, that's such a huge gap of how much we score. And the fact that they both scored 113 is astonishing. Mm-hmm. 
It is. I, I, you know, I'm in another league that does use decimal scoring. And uh, there was a tie in that league, too. It was dead on. It was a decimal. So, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It does happen. But yeah, I, too, I mean, another league with decimal team. scoring. And I missed the playoffs by decimals. So, I'm a little yeah. bitter about decimals. You know I why? Because they're, they're for bitches. <laughs> I just don't get it, though. Like, if we're trying to copy the NFL, how are we saying 96 yards is the same as 80 yards? I just don't get it. No, I mean, you have a very valid point with that. But at the same time, I mean, those are the rules that we've played with. I know. We're very yeah. conservative league. We definitely do not like trying new things. As this league has been exactly the same for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? If we had to kick somebody out, would you? Uh, would Bachman be the next in line? No, it would be Coop. Coop, uh, Coop wants to play? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he wants to play. Oh, uh, well, why, we could do a 12-team league. No, we've tried that before. I um, I uh, I pitched that idea, and then uh, they all came at me with angered looks on their faces, looking. It's at me because like there's a bunch of conservative <laughs> players. I know they don't want any change. The only people that want change are me and Charles. Like we're the only two that are ready to change up things. And well, I wouldn't like associate myself. Yeah, but I wouldn't associate myself with Charles. So. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, let's take a look at Ernie's team. Um, how much more time do you have with me here? Uh, well, I'm on my way to get my new gym membership. I'm oh. currently on Barton Road right now, stuck in traffic. So maybe five minutes. You're fine. Who cares about gym memberships? You're late to everything. You might as well just keep it up. Hey, what time is it right now? I'm supposed to be there at 510. Yeah, it's 510 right now. Oh, I'm late. So who cares? What's the difference between five minutes late and 15 minutes late? Is there a difference? Well, I... Well, because my I have a wife now, and she's waiting on me, and uh, oh, wow. every single day now, it's not good to anger that person. Let's let's take a break from fantasy. Uh, how was the honeymoon? Uh, the honeymoon was phenomenal. The honeymoon, uh, uh, real quick, was uh, was really fun. Um, we uh, we had a bunch of excursions planned. We had snorkeling planned, uh, glass bottom boat. Um, we had lovers beach planned. We had uh, uh, a party boat where they sell you out like to the middle of the ocean, and you like have a limited food and drinks and stuff like that. All that was planned and we couldn't really do any of it because it rained for two days straight. And it was so much rain that um, it, it was like eight inches of rain. The rain was so high that it was overflowing over the curb. Um, but the first day we were there, we got a couple's massage. We went to the beach and then we, we went to this sick, like dope ass um, uh, uh, zip lining and ATV excursion. So, and it was raining and we're in the middle of the Cabo jungle and we're zip lining and like we're just we're hiking up and everything is like it, it's super cool. And then and um, to the jungle, so that that was certainly a highlight. And then the food and you know, Liz and I are, are pretty health conscious, so we kind of watch what we eat. But we told ourselves when we get to Cabo, we're gonna eat and drink whatever we wanted. So that's pretty much what we did. We didn't have like any greens or any water the whole time we were there. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the honeymoon's more fun than the wedding, for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's more fun. Now, what, what yeah. you you remember more or is more especially emotional, that's not exactly what I'm saying. But the most actual fun you have, all that stress is gone. The relief is gone that, like, nothing went horribly wrong. That, you know, it's done, it's paid for. And then you guys have a bunch of cash ready to go for the, the honeymoon. Um, oh, and by the way, um, all the guys, I just want to say something real quick now that you, you reminded me, all the guys, pretty much everybody that, that's in the league, you know, all you guys came to the wedding. I just want to say thank you for coming. 
thank you for your generous donations. It really means a lot to us. You guys are the best friends in the world. And, um, and I wouldn't be in the league today saying this if I didn't have friends like you guys. Well, that, that makes somewhat of a sense there. Um, but yes, of, of course. Um, okay, let's get back here. We'll finish this off. Uh, Ernie's team, is it really that good, though? Uh, well, uh, yes. Is it? I think so. He uh, clearly is the best far and away between any of us. Well, yes. Um, but do you believe in this team later on, you know, eight weeks from now? Andrew Luck, Cam Newton as a quarterback duo. Do you believe in that? No, actually. There you go. Uh, do you believe in Juju Smith-Schuster? Yes. Okay. And Michael Thomas, I love. I think that's fine. Yeah. Do you believe that the Rams are really this good? Yes, unfortunately. Robert Woods? Uh, probably. Probably. But the second running back, I mean, Gurley's Gurley. Second running back, James White, Marlon Mack. Duke Johnson or Derrick Henry? Well, I had Marlon Mack, and that guy's battled a bunch of injuries. So I don't even know why Ernie picked him up. He's, he's got a hamstring pull, and he's got a knee problem. Like, or no, no, it's a hamstring and ankle, I think. So he's like never going to play. So I don't know why Ernie picked him up. Uh, Kelsey, I believe in. I think that's obvious. Uh, Will Fuller, you believe in Will? Fuller? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he should trade one of his receivers for an RB two. Yeah. You know what though? What's what's Ernie's depth? Because I haven't looked at his bench. Okay, well, you got Derrick Henry, Duke, Marlon Mack, Des Bryant, and Jordy Nelson. He's Jordan, got two kickers Jordy, right now, yeah. too. This mother, this fucker has two kick, two kickers. Although one's on IR, but still, two kickers. Well, he has the greatness that is Greg Zerline, so you can't really knock him for that. Well, would you keep Zerline? I'd drop him after he got hurt. Uh, He's not coming back for a while, right? When's yeah, but Ernie's a Rams fan, so... That's a special place in his heart. But oh, what do you think of that bench, though? That bench is thin. That bench is thin. It's it's uh, a little too thin for my liking. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Ernie's one Todd Gurley uh, ACL tear away from just blowing the whole thing up. Yeah. Or, you know, some of these guys, like Juju Smith-Schuster is off to an incredible start. I don't know if I fully believe in him. Did you hear Ben uh, Big Ben's press conference? On Monday uh, or Tuesday? No, I missed it. So, I, I mean, I don't expect – I didn't watch it either, but I, I heard about it. And uh, one of the first things he did was apologize to Antonio Brown, even though they won. Mm-hmm. So, Antonio Brown's still the number one there. And I think Juju's just on a, a hot run. I think he's going to come back down to earth. Okay. And then, yeah, Gurley – Gurley, okay. What about this? Gurley getting rested up if the if the Rams are this good and they're thirteen and zero. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's a possibility, but that all depends Gurley. on the. I mean, they're going to run away with that division, so maybe by week thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, they don't give him as many carries, and that's playoff time. So yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, I'm just saying everybody is real. I mean, I I still think his team. I would you trade? Would you trade your team for Ernie's team right now? Would I trade my team for Ernie's team? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, I would do that in uh, less than a second. See, I don't know if I would. Really? I would think about it. Oh, I, okay. I ha- he has a lot of guys I love, but a lot of guys I also don't love. Don't love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he should trade Will Fuller and Derrick Henry for a better RB, too. 
uh-huh. and then try to find a flex somewhere else. He can do that. And he had Gurley and, like, let's see, who could he get? Who would you give him for those two? For Gurley and who, sorry? For Fuller? Yeah. No, 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 not Gurley. Fuller and Henry. Fuller and Henry? Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd pick up something good, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably Mason Crosby and <laughs> Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Honestly, if he came at you with that for Chris Thompson, you would say yes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say yes. But Kenyon Drake? No, I, I would say no. Really? Yeah. Dude, I believe in Drake. I don't know if you watch a lot of Dolphin games, but, like, he is – he's electric. He just needs to get the ball in space. And I, once they I, figure out – That's yeah. the problem. They are really dumb. Your uh-huh. coaching staff, they don't know what they're doing. Even yeah, well, they're 3-0. and I, they, I said even though they're 3-0. But why are they yeah. giving Frank Gore carries, honestly? Because Frank Gore – we already had this conversation at, I don't know, what was your, you? baby's, your baby's first birthday party, I think it was. Frank Gore – is a Hall of Famer. Frank Gore is the ageless wonder. Frank Gore hey. is the definition of deer antler spray. I don't, I don't argue with that, but like he doesn't need to get ten carries a week. Well, it's, I mean, if you have two guys that are averaging over four yards a carry, like what's the difference between who gets the ball? Five, yeah, five attempts, eleven attempts, fourteen attempts for Drake the last three weeks. You can't tell me that's smart. No, but you, you know what is smart? Three and zero. No, hey, I. This is two separate arguments, okay? Obviously, our Miami teams are the two best teams in football. That's yeah. obvious. But yeah. they need to give Drake the ball more. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree, and I fully expect uh, a Cam Drake to get a lot of touches against New England because uh, they can't stop anybody, and especially team speed and Drake and Wilson and Stills and little Jakeem Grant. The Dolphins are loaded with team speed. A lot of people are just assuming that the Patriots are going to run right through them. I think the Dolphins are going to give them a fight. I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think it's going to be somewhere like 32 to 28 or something like that. You pick the winner. I'll pick the Dolphins. Uh, sorry, I stopped listening. The only people listening to you were uh, Javi and Justin right there, so oh, okay. I don't really know what you just said. Okay. But I do know that Will... – <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, Will Fuller would improve your team dramatically. I think you should do that, Chris. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if he would. Might, anyways, I just walked into the gym right now. I got to find Liz. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for uh, coming on. I appreciate it. All right. This is a great podcast. It's the best one you've ever had. Dean, out. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Dean. Well, that's going to do it for Dean, as you heard him sign off. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to take it to the end of the podcast today. I do I do think that it is early in the league and that a lot of the things we're saying, if we were to, to look back at the end of the year, will be laughable. I remember at the start of the year, just kind of going back over some of the podcasts that I made earlier in the year um, from last year, and some of them are just crazy some of them are okay like you can see where the thought process was and it worked out but in reality there's a lot of crazy things that are about to happen you can be rest assured that there's going to be one or two major injuries to stars there's going to be a lot of disappointments there's going to be guys coming out of nowhere and it's going to be a long season but right now it does look like Ernie's on top I will admit that but 
I don't think he's going to be there at the end of the year. I don't think we're going to have back-to-back champions. I say it now, and I'm going to stand by that. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's a 90% chance I'm I'm right based on if I randomly pick a winner from this league, right? Nine other guys could win. And honestly, that's about the extent of knowledge that we all have on fantasy. It's random. We'd be better off just picking people um, randomly off of our benches instead of actually trying. In fact, this does bring me to one last thing. I know I said we were at the end, but I did want to talk about this. And that was just how wrong some of us were this week with our fantasy decisions. So I know, for instance, for me, I'll take the first bullet here. I traded for Adrian Peterson, and then I left him on my bench, and he scored 29 points. And instead, I started Corey Clement, and it didn't end up hurting me, although I was pretty miserable there for a while as I was watching AP go off, and I I had him in there. I traded for him. I put him in the flex, and then I was listening to podcasts and people and reading stuff and saying Corey Clement is going to be a you know running back two, and you have to start him. And I did, and he wasn't bad. 16 carries for like 50 yards, but man, it was a bad decision. And there are some other horrendous decisions. For instance, um, if we go to Javi and Justin's matchup, right? So Justin, um, he, I mean, they tied, right? Obviously, but starting, um, he had, well, I guess his, his wasn't too bad, but the, but looking at, uh, Javi's team, right? He had Isaiah Crowell, Kenny Galladay, Alex Smith, uh, and Tyler Boyd all on the bench, right? If you would have put in, I, I did tell him to take Aguilar out for Galladay. That would have won him this week. Um, having these guys, I mean, some of them are decisions are easy to make now, but like Galladay for Aguilar was a pretty obvious one that I saw. The other egregious one I saw in the league was with Charles. He started Rex Burkhead over David Johnson, um, which I just couldn't believe even when, um, when I saw it for the first time. It just didn't make any sense to me. So uh, you have David Johnson on your bench. You, you just got to live and die with David Johnson. You know, don't try to get cute, but um, it wouldn't have helped, to be honest. I mean, with Casey having 132 points. But even even Casey with 132 points, like uh, Eckler over Carson was a big mistake. Um, putting Jared Goff on the bench for Breeze, was that was, that was a good decision. But like, Every one of us make a decision each week that we were just completely, completely wrong about. Even our our boyfriend, Ernie, right? Uh, he put in, uh, he could put in Jordy Nelson, right? For, uh, well, his team's pretty goddamn amazing, I'll be honest. But um, there's people on, him, uh, on the benches all the time. So we don't know anything. We talk trash, but we, we honestly have no idea what's going to happen. But that's the beauty of it, right? We're still we're all still in it. Even Justin, who is in last place, I, I'd still take his team over a lot of other teams in this league, even at a zero and two and one. But could he just have a bad luck season and an injury here and there, and just be you know two and ten to the for the year? Yeah, absolutely. And I think he could be you know nine and two and one too. So who knows? Anyway, that's all I wanted to say for this week. You know. Bench your studs and, you know, this is the motto I always lived by was I'd rather lose playing my studs than lose with my studs on the bench. So um, 
just that's for what it's worth. That should do it for this week. As Scarlet comes to say goodbye, Scarlet, Scarlet, what do the Braves say? For those of you that can't see her, she's she's doing the tomahawk chop right now. What does elephant say? She's she's not doing the elephant one. Okay, well you disappointed me here, child. You should have. I put you on the spot, and you got to perform like that. We're gonna we're gonna work on some stuff here with her. Um, get her uh, podcast ready, and she'll make her debut. I think coming up in uh, in a week or two. But anyway, that's gonna do it for me. See you later, everybody. Good le- good luck in week four. God, we're already in week four, month into it. That's crazy. Um, signing off. See you later. Jason, I'll give you five bucks if you make a trade this week. Jason Martinez. Not you, Noah. You make a trade for anything. Jason Martinez. Make a trade with somebody this week. I'll give you five bucks. North Carolina.